Hi, welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am Kathy Taylor, and I am excited to introduce to you some beautiful people on this podcast, people that are brave enough to talk to me regarding their feelings and thoughts on faith and doubt. Thank you for joining in. Welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am here with my friend Strahinia. Yep, you got Strahinia? it. Strahinia? Hinia. Hinia. Strahinia. Strahinia. Okay, I said it before. Where are you from again? Um, I was originally born in Serbia okay. in 1999, but we came to here when I was like two and a half years old. Okay. So I've been here most of my life. So you have the most amazing accent and voice. I have to say, that was a <laughs> little you. bit of why I wanted to podcast with you. Uh-huh. I love the way your voice sounds. Oh, you speak you. very well, and not only just your accent, but... Um, the way you speak, you're very careful and how you say things and no pressure. You don't oh, have to yeah, be, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you present yourself really well. Yeah, it's cool to hear yeah, what other you've people think. done really well in my public speaking class, so yeah, can't wait for this next one. It's going to be funny. So, yeah, so, um, you know, I don't know, I told you we usually talk about issues of faith and doubt. Yeah. And, um, so I usually start with just getting your background, like where okay. you come from regarding that. Sure. So... Like I said, I'm Serbian, and mm-hmm. the vast majority of Serbian people are Orthodox Christian. And I'm actually wearing a shirt right now from like an event I went to for Christianity, uh-huh. and, um, and I would consider myself an Orthodox Christian. And not just because I was born in it, like I've taken religion classes here, I've taken like Asian religions and Western religions, so okay. both of the introductory courses that are offered, and I was really interested in Buddhism, because mm-hmm. like it just really, it's different, it's completely different to anything we have over here. Um, yet I stuck with, with my faith. So I think, and I'm not necessarily like, I don't read the Bible every weekend. I don't go home and pray every day. I'm not the most practicing Christian, I guess, but I definitely believe in orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's more about the feeling of it, I guess. Than yeah. Like, what know. is the feeling that it gives you? Like, what is that feeling? Um, well, I know this is... This is the answer that everybody gives, but it really gives me a, a, a sense of like meaning mm-hmm. that like we're not just out here by ourselves and yeah. a spinning ball in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, that like, yeah, it just gives me a sense of comfort, yeah. I guess, like it gives most people. Do you know, um, I was telling you I was on that uh, podcast last weekend, mm-hmm. and he's pretty hardcore atheist, national non-atheist, and I thought, I got him, okay? <laughs> I thought, I'll come up with a couple arguments, and I had two... I thought, you know, sometimes the way American Christianity is portrayed mm-hmm. is like God's white Republican, you know, owns a big gun and, you know, uh, doesn't hates Mexicans, you know. Mm. And it's like, I don't like the politicized version of mm. Christianity. Yeah. Neither do I. And I feel like I thought I would come up, I thought I would come across like this. So, you know what, David, that version of Christianity deserves your atheism. 
Mm. I thought, ooh, that's good, right? Yeah, yeah that it, good. it didn't really work. <laughs> so then I said, okay, that didn't work too well. I mean, he was like, okay, fair enough. But then I said something similar to what you just said. I said, there's this mystery that mm. I know there's something bigger than me. Yeah. And is, is that kind of what you're saying? Like, Well, I think it's more of just like, the, the way I always think of it is like, life can't just all be an accident. Yeah. Like, I don't think it, like... I don't know. <laughs> there has to be a reason behind it, I guess. Right. It's and too complex, yes, right? Yes, it's too complex. And that's the thing, like, atheists, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are great people. I've talked with them. But there are a few, like a fringe, that are adamant that there is no God, that there is nothing, and they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that we can fully understand what's going on. I don't think that's mm-hmm. possible. Absolutely. And I don't think Christianity is 100% right, because there's holes. That, like, we, mm-hmm. don't, we don't have all the knowledge of everything that's ever happened. So, I think to suggest that we know for sure that there's nothing out there is, is ludicrous. Yeah. Like, I guess it's the same argument as aliens. Like, it's so big that there has to be. I don't know. Yeah. I always get that feeling and that sense when I'm in an airplane and I'm looking mm. out the window. And you realize the farther away you get from the ground, we're just this tiny little speck. Yep. And I think, I can't even see the speck anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we think we're all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like there's this huge universe and world and... So I brought up to David that um, I know there's a God because I have this sense that there's something bigger than me that mm-hmm. that um, I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought he really couldn't refute that, which may seem silly, but he <laughs> said this kind of beautiful thing, I have to say. It actually made me cry. He said, Kathy, it's evolution. He said, and I was like, mm. <laughs> But then he said... Everything when it's born, even mammals, and he talked about whales and mm-hmm. um, little infant babies, they want to go back inside. They mm-hmm. want something bigger to be protect them, and mm-hmm. so they feel safe. He said it's instinctive in us to want to believe there's something out there that's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a pretty good answer. I was like, mm, okay, I'll, I'll give you that for a second. So I've been pondering that. But, um, so did you come to a personal faith for yourself or was it always just what you've always believed or you were raised or? Yeah, I, well, like I said, the vast majority of Serbs are Orthodox Christian. My parents, particularly, they're not like incredibly pious. They don't go to church every weekend. Some parents do, Mm -hmm. but my parents, um, they were raised in Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm. So back in the day it was. Uh, it was a communist country, so there was no state religion. Mm. You could still practice it, but it was like, it wasn't necessarily like looked down upon. I guess I don't know how I would phrase it. So you didn't it, get in trouble for going to church. No, you, you okay. wouldn't get in trouble to go okay. for going to church, but it was kind of understood that the country didn't like religion. Okay. Like the government. Um, so my parents didn't grow up in a particularly religious household, and mm-hmm. in turn, neither did I. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did go to, um, and I still do. Uh, summer camps every summer mm-hmm. we had this Serbian camp and I used to be a camper until I was 18 now I counsel mm-hmm. and every time I go there I would learn something new about the faith whatever it was because it was, although it was like a fun camp we'd go to Six Flags the pool random mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. the central theme was religion and mm-hmm. we learned something new every time and every time I went you know I was always that kind of person to ask questions mm-hmm. I never just mm-hmm. believed everything yeah, the, the priest told me I, like, I heard like the story, the story of Noah's Ark and I was like really? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. And stuff like that. And I would always ask him. I would hound the priest with these questions. And 
Because I want to get down to the bottom of it. I want to understand what they believe, and mm-hmm. I want to find out what I believe, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. And just the more questions I ask, some priests, in all honesty, give me answers that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. But a lot of the times, the priests will give me an answer where... Um, how can I put it? I don't know, I just... They're, they're <laughs> so I completely lost my train of thought. Like it didn't make sense what they said, or it did make sense. No. Uh, okay. A lot of the times here, like priests are thought of so, sort of higher than everybody else oh, in okay. a sense, uh-huh. in a religious sense at least. Like uh-huh. they are a messenger to God. Right. When. I talk to priests mainly who are a little slightly younger, closer to my age. Mm-hmm. Um, they come off as human beings, mm-hmm. you know. Like I can, I can sit down and chat with them, and I won't feel like guilty mm-hmm. that I'm not mm-hmm. as religious as they are, or not mm-hmm. as knowledgeable as they are, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more of a personable experience, mm-hmm. and I don't know. That's led me to to be a little bit more welcoming towards it because mm-hmm. I find, I don't like I said, I don't know too much about religion. I'm not mm-hmm. a, a scholar or anything. But a lot of the times here in America, it seems like you're supposed to have this fear of God, mm-hmm. that God is this almighty being, which I believe he is. But Orthodox Christianity teaches that God, above all, is merciful. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's this, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, one of the mm-hmm. few I know, <laughs> where he destroyed those two cities because they, were, mm-hmm. they weren't obeying his will. But ultimately, God does things that we can't understand. Mm -hmm. If there is a God, Mm -hmm. he knows infinitely more than we do. Mm -hmm. So for us to say, oh, he shouldn't have done that, Mm -hmm. I I think is pretty naive Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. Even when it has to do with our own lives, like disease or loss or... Uh, Yeah. It's harder than, isn't it? It's definitely tough tough to admit. Mm -hmm. But I mean... So can I clarify? So are you... Is God in, like, Serbia, the way it's in Orthodox Christianity over there? Is that, like, Greek Orthodoxy? Are you talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, isn't that far more of, like, a liberal, like, um, I lack of a better word, like, because mm-hmm. uh, I have a friend who's into Greek Orthodoxy, and mm-hmm. he's very much a positive view of God, and uh-huh. God in the end will re- to make everything yes. right, yeah. and, and we'll all be reconciled, and mm-hmm. um, it's a more positive worldview yeah. than our American view of it, like. Turn or burn. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. There's not, yeah. like, we still obviously have that sense that if you're a bad person, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, ultimately it is, the sense that I get from priests is that if you're a good person mm-hmm. and you're, you genuinely feel sorry for, like, the really bad things you do, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You're going somewhere good. Mm-hmm. That's the general vibe I get. There are some priests who are like, no, like, there's a belief in, like, the tollways. I don't know if Protestantism okay. or Catholicism huh. has that. Some Orthodox priests believe there's like a tollway system once you get to heaven. Really? So like the first toll booth is if, if you've ever sworn and you don't repent for it, Australia. you're going to hell. I have been your professor. You know how much <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> so yeah, like in, oh in, in that gosh. belief, everybody, everybody would be screwed. We'd right, all be going right, to hell. Right, right, right. Which I know people can say on the other side, oh, now you're just choosing what you want to believe in and not. Mm-hmm. But I don't even, that's not even church doctrine. Like some priests even believe whatever they want to believe. Mm-hmm which obviously is a little bit more muddied, so you can't really tell. 
what's true well, that's the frustrating thing when you think about trying to hone out like what your religion teaches or what you believe you think okay so let's say you and i were the same religion but we might believe something different well, mm-hmm. we think that's us we're lay people mm-hmm. right so certainly the priests know or uh-huh. the pastor knows yep Oh my God, we have 33,000 denominations. <laughs> yeah, yep. And you could meet, talk to a pastor from the same domina- denomination, mm-hmm. and they don't agree. Yeah, they could have completely opposing views. And I remember when um, 20 years ago, when my husband, first husband, was in Bible school, and I took a Greek course. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'm going to learn the original languages, mm-hmm. right? And um, I thought, certainly I'll know the truth now. And the original languages will all make sense. And then uh-huh. you, you go by all these books with these Greek scholars. You find out the Greek scholars who knew the original languages didn't agree. Yeah. So, uh-oh, somebody's wrong. Mm-hmm. Or we're all wrong. Yeah. And we just see a little bit and we get a glimpse, mm-hmm. you know? So. Like, that's that's where I kind of understand the atheist argument, where they're like, yeah. oh, there's no consistency at all with your beliefs. Yeah. But ultimately, I think it just comes down to the central tenet that, mm-hmm. like, if you're a good human being, you're going somewhere good. Mm-hmm. Like, kids at our camp have asked... We have this thing called contemplation with one of my favorite priests, Father Seraphim. He's yeah. an absolute beast. I love that man. Yeah. But you pretty much just ask him any question you want, yeah. and he'll answer it for you. And he's been a source of a lot of inspiration for me in the faith. And one question that a kid asked was, um, can you go to heaven if you're a Muslim? Mm-hmm. Or if you're a Catholic? Because yeah. we're coming from the Orthodox perspective. Yeah. And he's saying, he said, of course. Like, it does not matter what you believe in. Like, he said, for example, a Muslim could be living an incredibly virtuous life. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. could be doing everything that the Christian doctrine calls for. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, maybe he does pray five times a day. Maybe he Mm -hmm. does observe Ramadan. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean he's a bad human being. He's just doing what he believes is right. Yeah. And if someone does what they believe is right, Mm -hmm. um, and I guess... You realize how different that is than evangelical Christianity. Yeah, there's a big, America there, there's a big difference. Yeah, because like if you don't understand Jesus is Lord and died for your sins mm. and ask Him into your heart, yeah, you're you're done. You're toast. Yeah, yeah. and um, I remember one of my students last semester. We did this, this podcast I'm doing with you. We did it in a class. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of interesting. And this student goes, uh, Professor, would you be a Christian if you were born in India? And I was like. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. And he goes, what about the Middle East? And I said, probably not. Mm-hmm. So can I worship a God that would um, send me to hell because I don't have the right information? Mm. See, that's another question that was asked. Uh, they, they asked, like, what if someone who lived in a remote tribe in the Amazon, what, what, about, yeah, what about them? Mm-hmm. They would never know about Christianity. He said the same argument applies. As long as you're a good human being at heart mm-hmm. and you... And you try your hardest to mm-hmm. to avoid sin, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you should be fine. Mm-hmm. Like we said, our view of God is that He's a merciful one, mm-hmm. and of course there are some examples where He's not as merciful. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you're a good person, you're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's the belief. Mm-hmm. We don't have any like certain number of people are going into heaven. You know, yeah. as some faiths have like one hundred forty-four thousand. Yeah, or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or we don't believe that, like, oh, you just have to recognize Jesus as your Savior and you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't believe that. We 100% it's in who you are as a person and what you do. Your actions yes, matter. Yes, exactly. Actions. That's. I remember that's... having a Muslim friend, and he said, lady, he used to call me lady. <laughs> He'd say, lady, you're 
faith is so willy-nilly. And I said, why? And he goes, you guys are like, Jesus died for my sins, so I can do whatever the hell I want to. I'm going to heaven. I'm good. Mm. And he says, I have to keep a really short leash with God. So five times a day, I pray because I screw up all the time. So, But mm. my sins that I did between 12 and 2 are taken care of at 3. And he said, so I always have a clean slate and mm-hmm. a clear conscience. And I kind of thought that was kind of beautiful mm-hmm. because I do know people that are like, well, I know Jesus and you don't. So I can, some of the meanest yeah. people I know mm-hmm. claim to know Jesus. Yeah. You know, some of the cruelest people, some of the most morally lost people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. See, that's, it's easy for me to say looking at other people. Yeah. Because other people can say the same thing about me. But. I think when people's actions, like even if they say, oh, I'm doing it for Jesus, if your actions completely contradict what Jesus would have said, Mm -hmm. then it destroys your whole argument. Absolutely. Like I read a story once of some father in the South, I don't remember exactly where, but he ended up like beating his son to death because he couldn't Mm -hmm. remember a Bible verse. Mm -hmm. That's not what Jesus would have wanted. He doesn't care about the Bible verse. He cares about how you act. I think so, too. So that's, that, that's, that's the main tenet of our And belief. I think for so many people, the Bible is the same as God. And, like, mm. I don't worship my Bible. I worship God. Yeah. So I do believe that people wrote the Bible to... They wrote down their revelation about God, what they mm-hmm. understood, but yeah. it was very limited. Yeah. So even the stories that don't make sense, there's got to be some explanation. Mm. Because there's other holy books, too. Mm. You know, that, yeah. that, that have their picture and story of God. Mm-hmm. I think we've always been trying to make sense of this story of God. Mm-hmm. And for me to not acknowledge the holes in the scripture is very, like, intellectually lame. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You, you have to ask questions. Yeah. And I don't think he's, I think if God is real, he's not going to be angry at us for asking questions. Yeah, exactly. He gave us a brain. Yeah. Right? If anything, he wants us to go, he wants us to justify our belief in him, yeah. I guess. Like, I and, think it's in First Peter that said you mm. should give, every man should give a reason for his belief. You should oh, be yeah. able to say why you believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And isn't, you reminded me, Jesus, I think there was that story when he was 12 and he left his mom and dad and they had to go find him. I'm not sure And he was, he was in the temple. And a lot of people like to say that he was asking, that he was teaching, but... I'm pretty sure the scripture says he was asking questions. Mm. So him at 12 was possibly asking questions himself, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to figure yeah. things out. So That's why I think I think that's part of the reason why it remains a mystery. First off, like we can't understand it. Mm-hmm. But I think secondly, God sort of, he wants to n- know that you're sure. Mm. Like he doesn't want you to believe blindly. Mm-hmm. This, this is what I've been taught. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to just be a Christian just because. Yeah. Um, I actually went to a, co- a college conference last year. Mm-hmm. That's where I got the shirt yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we had a speaker talk about being Orthodox on purpose, mm. not just because you were born into it, yeah. but asking questions, figuring out where your holes are mm-hmm. in the knowledge mm-hmm. of the whole faith, mm-hmm. and how you can, like like the title suggests, live Orthodox, uh, be an Orthodox on purpose. You know, yeah. instead of just blindly following it. Yeah, and owning your own faith. It's mm-hmm. not your parents' faith then or your grandparents' yeah, faith. Exactly. It's your faith. Yeah. And I think that's your, I believe that's your spiritual birthright, you mm-hmm. know, to yeah. have your own encounter and know why yeah. you believe what you believe. I, I agree with you too. Um, 
some people don't like that idea that mm-hmm. like I can be the same religion as another Orthodox person but believe two different things. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think that's just part of the growing process. Mm-hmm. Like I can't be at the exact same position as somebody else. Mm-mm. We have completely different lives. In anything, really. Yeah, different experiences. Yeah. So to expect every single one of us to believe the same thing mm-hmm. is, is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see how that can be possible. And isn't it wonderful to have a conversation where you can go, "Well, how do you see Noah's Ark?" Because, like, at this mm-hmm. point, I'm pretty pretty sure Noah's Ark didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that would piss off a lot of people I know. Mm-hmm. But come on. <laughs> okay. So, but whatever. Does it matter that much? No, I don't really think it does. But it really feels good to be able to say to you, "Hey, do you think Noah's Ark happened? Could this scientifically blah blah blah?" And you not be like, "Well, can't they blah blah blah?" You know, like. So much, there's so many what they used to call sacred cows in the Bible. Like, you mm. can't challenge, you can't, you can't uh, ask questions about that. It just is what it is. Okay, well, if that part is what it is, what about this part over here that isn't very, mm. it's not very pretty, you know, because mm. some of it is a little scary, you know? Yeah. And um, I just think it's beyond my pay grade to understand it all. <laughs> me, me too. I, I definitely agree. And I love that verse that talks about um, we see through a glass darkly. Like, it says, we see through a glass darkly, like, almost like a muddy mirror, like a mm. a, 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 a dirty glass in our car window. Mm-hmm. But someday we'll see face to face and we'll understand everything. Yeah. But while we're here, it's cloudy. Yeah. Almost like it was intended to be. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm really okay with not having it all figured out. <laughs> but sometimes Christians and atheists on both spectrum, from my experience, uh-huh. Want me to have it all figured yes, out. Yes, yeah. Like that, that's explain that. all the holes or explain why it's all perfect. Yep, yep. Well, like, if, you, if you can't explain everything, your argument's invalid. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that point of view. No. It's, it's way too much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, that smart. <laughs> yeah, like, even, okay, let's say even, even with, like, the Big Bang arguments or whatever argument an atheist may have. You can't even pr- prove the Big Bang to me, 100%. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Sure, maybe there's some, like, scientific evidence there's some like forces out in the universe we can observe but nobody was around during the big bang Mm -hmm. nobody was around two billion years ago no one was around one billion years ago you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's no 100 percent concrete proof of the big bang yeah no one knows how the world started 100 percent. right we might have a general idea but to say that your belief is 100 percent true is just as ignorant as a christian Mm -hmm. saying their belief is 100 percent true true i think do you know i believe the earth was six thousand years old until I went to college at 42 mm-hmm. and I took a geology class or geography yeah and I thought the guy must be from the devil you know <laughs> because he was telling me these rocks you know and the strata and stuff and this mountain was like 33 million or and yeah. I'm like no way the earth is six thousand years old and I'm embarrassed but that's what I was told because mm-hmm. I also believe this fallacy that if I didn't believe the earth was 6,000 years old, I probably wasn't a Christian. Mm. I think I was taught most of my life or understood that if you are a Christian, you believe you don't believe in evolution, which mm. I know tons of Christians that believe in evolution. Yeah. If you are a Christian, you believe the earth is a young earth. Mm-hmm. And it's so silly. Like Jesus never said anything like, come mm. unto me, all you who believe the earth is 6,000 yeah. years old. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. or yeah, that think, Noah's Ark is real. Or I think a lot of that just came throughout the years as the religion evolved. Like, I know in, in Orthodoxy, at least, our belief, as broad as it may be, um, it comes down to the creed. Mm. Uh, do, we, do you have the same thing? In, do you like the Apostles' Creed? or It's just... Um, 
I bet you can say it. Do you know? Well, it's just like, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, you know, and then it keeps going. Yeah, yeah. And it spells out every single one of our beliefs. Right. It's like three paragraphs long. Yeah. And... And the uh, remission of sins, like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, the life yeah. in the world to come. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. we have that. Creep. And yeah. that is it. Like, yeah. that's what priests have told me. That That is all that, like, if you had to wrap it up yeah. as concisely as you could, that's it. Yeah. Everything else that Christians believe in stems from that. Yeah. Which might not necessarily be what Jesus would have wanted, right. but it's just what we as people have created as a result. I kind of think sense. if Jesus came back in the flesh now, he would be... I don't even think he would go to a lot of churches. Like, I think he would be like, what? You know, you did this in my name? But what about the poor people over there? What about the hungry people? Mm -hmm. Or what about the people, you know, the gay people that you've screamed at them? I think he would hang out with the people we think are least deserving. Like Mm. he did the first time. Right? And he would be kind of scandalous. You know, there's a one verse that says he hung out with people who drank in the morning. You know, mm. when you drink in the morning, you got a problem, right? So it's like uh, interesting, you know? Yeah. So, huh. So you feel like, um, well, we were talking about Richard Dawkins earlier. Uh, one thing he said that did stick with me on this podcast, it was, he said, um, it's sad that when we talk about children from different parts of the world will say, well, those are Muslim children, those are Christian children, those are Buddhist children. Really, they're children who have Muslim parents or mm. Christ- children who have Christian parents. Like, I think that goes back to we get to pick for ourselves what yeah. we are, mm. you know? Yeah. And um, imagine your parents, do you get to talk to your parents and ask them questions or about talk re- about, about religion? Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, like no. I said, they're not that involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they're still great people. Don't oh, get me of course. Wrong. Yeah, like of course. Like if, like let me put it this way, if they were to be judged right now, yeah, whether or not they're going to heaven or hell, I'm pretty sure my parents are going to heaven. Yeah. Like my yeah. mom is the most amazing person I've ever met. Yeah. Like bar none. But she doesn't go to church on Sundays. She doesn't yeah. like pray regularly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. I don't talk with them too much about religion. Yeah. To be honest, it's yeah. mainly just for, like people my age. Yeah. And one thing that I've noticed, at least. Some people my age, like, are a lot more conservative with religion than I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, for example, they, they despise homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, a- mm-hmm. like, absolutely. And I think part of that maybe comes in with the Serbian culture. Mm. We're, we're a pretty homophobic culture, oh, okay. actually. Okay. Um, as a lot of Eastern European mm-hmm. cultures are, I mm-hmm. can say that. With, they're homophobic? I mean, they're, they don't... Yeah, they, they, they don't like homosexuality. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had a priest once tell me... Uh, he he actually went to San Francisco for some kind of gay yeah. pride parade. Yeah. And he uh, he was dressed in his whole priest attire. Yeah. As they always are. A priest yeah. have to wear the robe all the time. And um, so somebody obviously noticed that he's a priest, and they said, "Okay, hey, do you hate me? Do you want me yeah. to die? Do you want me to go to hell?" He's like, "No, why would I want you to go to hell? I don't want anybody to go to hell." Yeah. And he's like, "Then why does your church hate gay people?" He says, "Oh, we don't hate gay people. Mm-hmm. We just think homosexuality is a sin." Mm-hmm. I think. At least on a the- purely theoretical basis. Yeah. We don't hate gay people. We don't hate anybody. Yeah. We just dislike what they do. Yeah. But the way tra- that translates to normal people like you and I is a lot of people take it out on the person. Mm-hmm. Because I think for a number of reasons, um, we're, we're not as understanding mm-hmm. as we should be as people. We're very quick to judge. Yeah. I can say that about myself first and foremost. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so and we are all we are all the way we are, 
because of reasons that mm. none of us totally understand. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's so, a culmination um, of all our experiences. So do and the priests in the Orthodoxy, do they marry? Or is it like... Yes. Oh, they yes, do. Yes, they oh, do. You're great. actually... Yeah. You, you have to be married in order yeah. to be a priest. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, it is good. I think it is good. That makes good. so much sense. Otherwise, it, to me, it seems like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, because, I mean, if yeah. you're forcing someone to be celibate... Yeah. I mean, it's going to come out incredibly some other way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, bishops do have to be monks, though. Mm-hmm. So you can't be married if you want to be a bishop. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah, priests, priests have to marry. Which, yeah. yeah, like you said, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Because, like, marriage is seen as, like, a beautiful thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's the coming mm-hmm. together of two souls. Right. So to, to take that away from somebody just because they're a priest is, mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense. Now, what do you want to do with your life? I forget. I have so many um, Yeah, I'm studying international relations. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so in all honesty, I don't know. It's a very broad yeah. topic. Yeah. And even though I am a senior, I still don't know. I'm probably yeah. going to do some sort of internship in the coming years and then see yeah. what I like and what I don't like. But Would you ever think about being an ambassador or... I've thought about it. Yeah. That's, that's one of the really high-end jobs. Yeah. Um, okay. And risk jobs. Yeah. And... Yeah, yeah. But I mean... Not to not to brag too much, but I think I'm I'm okay at dealing with conflict. Yeah, you know I could see that. Story, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, you have this very peaceful way about you, mm. and it seems like what makes sense is what you would do, and how do we work this out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so much of those skills are about personality mm. instead of oh I chose this profession. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You'd have a bent for it, or you wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. You know? No one would just like go out and be an ambassador on a on a whim. Mm-hmm. So you're graduating in December? In May. In May. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So. So will you stay? There. Have you lived in the States? Oh, since you were really little. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you don't. Do you go back to Serbia? We try to go back like every other summer. Yeah. Um. So we just went back this past summer. And, yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah. It was three years since we last went. And our whole family's over there. It's pretty much, it's just my nuclear family that's here. Oh, Mom, wow. dad, and brother. We're the only wow. ones here. Uh, but we keep in touch, you know. Um, so Serbia, please forgive me, I'm geographically no, challenged. Yeah, please, is is okay. it by Russia? Um, no, um, kind Czechoslovakia. Of. It's it's near. It's uh, it's like it's in the Balkans. It's Southeast okay. Europe. So if okay. I had to draw, it's like between Spain. No, I okay. mean on latitude, yeah. Okay. But we're by Greece, like Greece oh, and Turkey. Okay. Hungary's right to the north of us. Okay. Italy's to the west. And how big is Serbia, like, as far as, like, a state? Would it be, like, as big as Wisconsin? A little smaller than Wisconsin, probably. Oh. Yeah. So you could literally drive around the whole country, like, or from top to bottom of the country in a day. Yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And how many people? How many people? Yeah. Uh, I think, last I checked, maybe, like, seven or eight million. Wow. Yeah, not very many. And is it safe and everything? Yeah, it's 100% safe. Like, there's one region in the south, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Kosovo. Yeah. They declared independence in yeah. 2008. Yeah. Um, I'm sure for an American it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but for me as a Serb, I think I would want to avoid it just because there's so much ethnic tension there. Oh, okay. But no matter what race or ethnicity you belong to, you should be fine in Serbia, mm-hmm. I think. So would they be able to tell in Kosovo that you're Serbian? I mean, I guess maybe I could try to play it off as if I was American. But if they saw my name... Oh. And I'm not saying like Albanians would just come to kill me right away if yeah. they knew, but I don't know. There's yeah. been stories. I just yeah, you just per, per, yeah. That that's just my stereotypes of the region. It could be completely yeah. false. I don't yeah. know because I've never been there. But huh. just prefer just to not, not risk it. <laughs> so what other countries have you been in in that area then? Um. So 
in the Balkans, I've, I went to Hungary. Mm-hmm. Um, when, my, when we first moved here in 2001, it was actually a week before 9-11. So we were supposed to fly to America just around, about around the time of 9-11. And um, so we had to take a flight from Budapest in Hungary to yeah. New York and then New York to Chicago. Um, but then the World Trade Center happened and all the planes were delayed for like a week. So we just stayed in Hungary for a week and just hung out. Wow. When I was like two or three years old. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember any of it, of course. Yeah. But yeah. My parents and my brother say it was, it was a fun time. Yeah. How old is your brother? He's three and a half years older than me. Okay. Yeah, so he was wow. six then. He's huh. 23 now. So you guys must be close, being it's just you four in this country. Yeah, yeah we are. Um, and they live in Chicago area? Or? Yeah. Yeah, we're near like Gurney, Six So flags. that's when you were talking about the camp with Gurney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. Gurney's beautiful. It's yeah, horse it's, country, isn't it? Hmm? There's a lot of horses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Horse Lake, Lake County's got a lot of horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Strania. <laughs> of course. This has been wonderful. I really enjoyed having you in class, and um, I appreciate our conversation. Yeah, I, I had so a great much. time. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Give Me One Reason. If you're interested in contacting us or being on the show, please go to givemeonereason.org or call Kathy Taylor at 608-728-3284. When I was 12, I thought I was going to hell because I didn't understand the things the church would tell.